Happy Friday, best friends. It's April 26. I'm Fran Marabella here with Tim Gettys, the verified most. one. It's true. The engaged one. Mm-hmm. Many things. The man of many names. The Tim dude Gettys. who will do whatever it takes and see oh, yes. Avengers Endgame multiple times this Not weekend. Actually, we saw yes, it last us. night. I did. You and, did too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we're going to see it again on Sunday. In IMAX. Can't wait. Amazing. Can't wait. But today's show is all about games. If you are watching, of course, you probably know by now, but this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where at 10 a.m. live Pacific time on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games, you can watch us and join the show live. If you are watching live, remember you have a very special job that if we get anything wrong, head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong <laughs> and let us know what's up. If you're just listening, Tim did the slash with his hands. I always do. So fantastic. I did the same thing with the underscore, Tim. Uh-huh. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, as well, if you don't catch us live, you always can catch us on youtube.com slash kind of funny games later and as well on podcast services around the globe. We miss you, Greg. Have fun in Chicago. Greg's in Chicago this weekend, right? He is. Birthday boy. Big birthday boy. Greg Milton. Tomorrow's his birthday. Yeah, but whatever. Happy early birthday, Greg. Happy early birthday. Otherwise, we'll forget. It'll be Mm -hmm. a belated birthday, Mm -hmm. so get in there. Head over to Game Over, Greggy. Send him some sweet, nasty love. Send him sweet, nasty love from us here on the show. Uh, to be a part of the show, remember, you can head over to patreon.com slash games, where bronze members or above can write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free. Mm-hmm. On today's show, we're going to be talking, Tim, about mm-hmm. more PlayStation 5 release Ooh, window stuff. Love that. Yep. Not a lot of details. Don't get excited. <laughs> but we can talk about PlayStation 5 officially, and that's what's exciting. Mm-hmm. Death Stranding details. Hell yeah. Kojima quotes. Do you think you're going to like come out of this with clarity? Never. I, <laughs> I will beat that game twice and still not know yeah, what's going even after on. You, you actually know what? That doesn't matter. Play the game. We'll be asking, what's this game? Yeah. And uh, there's some Nintendo Switch online sales details and a, a little oh, bit man, more than sales. that. I thought it was going to be like yeah. cool stuff. First, some housekeeping. Uh, do you want to help me on the housekeeping? Yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. Uh, the Kind of Funny Gamescast is taking over the Borderlands 3 reveal pre- and post-shows hosted by Fran, Andrea, and Greg All next right. week, 9.30 a.m. Wednesday, May 1st. Uh, you guys are going to be doing the whole blowout for that. For the yeah, thing. we do a pre-show, and then there's like the big official reveal stream. Then we have post-show reactions, and we're going to be streaming the game, playing after together that. right after the event. So all of our shows are going to get pushed back a bit on Wednesday next week, where we're going to do games daily. It's going to be me and uh, Gary, if I remember correctly, for yes. Widow Wednesday um, after their their post show on uh, the, the Yeah, it should thing. be. I mean, it's closer to, to noon Pacific time, whatever yep. happens. So we'll I do think. that. So then we'll do KFAF. It's going to be fun. But yep. I'm very excited for you guys. That should be cool. Uh, and then details. Vancouver meet and greet next Saturday. It's going to be great. We're all going to Vancouver, including Barrett over there. Yeah, all the right. boss, baby. You excited, baby. Barrett? Yeah, I am. Boss You've been to Vancouver? Himself. No, uh, no, I've not. Ooh, my first you neither. I know you guys aren't there long. I was telling Joey some of the best ramen. I've been to Tokyo really? many times, but just like um, Japanese food in particular, Korean food as well, it was some of the best I've had. Is awesome. in Vancouver. We'll have to do it. So if you have, if you find time, we were there for less than twenty four yeah. hours. Yeah, I heard you're going hours. with some some uh, some famous person. I don't know if I can say who, but some, Gia? you know, yeah, Gia. No, I like that name. Anyway, someone whose family owns oh, like restaurants yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I hear <laughs> you guys are already on a food Gotcha, tour. gotcha. Uh, but today Inside we're brought baseball. to you by Quip Experian in Brooklyn, but we'll tell you about that later because I want to tell you real quick about our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Muhammad Muhammad. Thank you all for making this happen. Uh, but... We have... <laughs> it's now. funny, I was all ready to do yeah. it in the way that you threw to me. I was like, what? Uh, but... 
Thank you very much, Tim. But now it's time to get into the news. So let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have three stories today, Barrett. A baker's dozen. It's a slow Friday. It is. Uh, I'm slow on Friday, always. Mm -hmm. And I was super slow Wednesday because I got no sleep. It seems to be a pattern, actually. Maybe I'm always slow. Let's start with the first story, PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. Not the official name, but I'm going to use it. That's what you're going to Google search for. Let's start there, friend. Do you think Don't tell them what the headline do you is. Think there's PlayStation any, 5 is, let's stop there. Do you think there's any chance it's not called the PlayStation 5? No. Because, I mean, oh, there's always a chance, but no. Because here's the thing. When we were going into PS4, I would say that the majority of the, the talk from anybody that knew anything, a.k.a. a bunch of people that don't know shit, yeah, are like, it's just going to be called PlayStation. Oh, they like, thought everyone they were going to Everyone was theorizing like, that. Everyone was like, they're just going to go with the, the singular brand and go from there. And then they didn't. That 4 reveal was hype as fuck. Yeah. I will say they have a bit of a challenge ahead of them. PS5 and the logo style. The mm-hmm. S and the five could be very confusing because they like idiot. to stylize those. T- <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. They did it with PS2. To do it the P. totally fine. No, but it goes the other way. The five is yeah, basically okay. an S. So it's going to be, however, so part of me, I was actually, what? You should make it a V. No. no. Oh. Yeah, dude. No. No. Like like Metal Gear Kevin Sand, do Roman noodles. Yeah, that'll be confusing, but I see where he's going. Uh, I'm kidding. I was actually going to go the other way at first, which was like, oh, PS5. Why would you miss the opportunity with the S? Because now that can sort of, maybe it becomes Mm. the 5. Maybe that's it. It's PS, like the classic logo, Mm -hmm. but the 5 like somehow plays into the S. We should be on the marketing team. Yeah, maybe. You maybe. hate it, don't you? Uh, don't no, it's not that I hate it. I just, I'm trying to visualize it. Because you can't get rid of the uh, the iconic PS logo. Yeah. And I would say that maybe the 5 could be the shadow, but the, I feel I like know, the right? S is already the shadow. I know. And the, that old style of logo would be weird. But my, my main point would be... Sony has just, in the same way they announced, we care about 8K, we care about the specs, they let Mark Cerny, you know, the tech guy come out and be the first details. To me, what that says is, look, we've sold, you know, 100 million consoles each generation, whatever, we know what we're doing, we believe we'll do the same thing again, I believe they'll call it the PlayStation 5. Why would you change that up? Mm-hmm. You know, don't call it the PlayStation U and don't mess around with it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no PlayStation V, Kevin. I agree. We're not doing it. All right, so, as I'm calling it, PlayStation 5 is not releasing in this fiscal year. Sony's fiscal year from March now to, well, starting April 1st to next April 1st. Mm -hmm. So, we're in it now, and uh, this report comes way of, well, Sony itself, but Wall Street Journal tech reporter Takashi Mochizuki. Nope. Nailed it. All right. The tech reporter Takashi Mochizuku has gotten confirmation from a Sony representative that PlayStation 5 will not release in this fiscal year. Uh, I wrote this story. That's why I'm like, uh, I don't know why I'm reading it in that voice. I'll tell you why I'm stumbling, Tim. First of all, you're I'm That's friend. why. <laughs> I think I got this name wrong and it's bothering me. I think it is uh, Mochizuki. We'll check after. So. Let me start over. Uh, what Takashi had said and picked up on were the actual fiscal reports from Sony. They released like a big PDF of information, but it flat out says that it's not going to release this fiscal year effectively in the numbers. Mm-hmm. So people have been calling representatives and getting actual confirmation, which Takashi did. And so basically, it's just not coming out in this year. Sony's confirmed that officially. 
We haven't got comment from um, Sony uh, America over here yet. But in addition to that, I noted that Sony is forecasting that their operating expense is decreasing this year Mm -hmm. uh, about $275 million. So when you look at that, you'd be like, wait, don't they need a bunch of money for the next gen? Well, they actually say, no, we're going to increase our development on expenses over the next year for the Sony PlayStation next generation system. But when you think about how much money is spent on marketing, uh, that's where the decrease comes from. And so to no surprise, you shouldn't expect like a lot from Sony this year, I think, in terms of first party titles. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we did. Um, and that was like another note that I make is because of this decrease, uh, they say there's going to be a decrease in income from um, you know a lower contribution of first party titles compared to last fiscal year, which of course included God of War. Game mm-hmm. of the year, everybody bought it, but they had a few other releases in there. We know Spider-Man, huge franchise, big game, Tetris Effect, um, and uh, Detroit as well. Well, as I was trying to think if there's anything else big. They had it last, last year? Yeah, last year. Those were the really big yeah. ones. But I would point out that language, and I'm purely speculating. We've all been worried. Mm. When will Last of Us 2 come? The fiscal report, to me, doesn't suggest that you're going to see a really huge title with tons of sales before next April. April. Because both on, on the software side, they're not predicting a ton. So the comparison is that God of War, Spider-Man, mm. Tetris Effect, some other stuff. If it's only Last of Us, we'll arguably get, we'll get they're Tetris not- Effect level games for sure. The other yeah. ones, I, I'm a bit more up in the air about. I, a key thing that, that came from this same story is PlayStation Four has sold 96.8 million units worldwide. Yes. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, aiming to hit. Uh, 100 million before the end of Q1. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, through the end of 2018, it sold about 91 million. Uh, it added a few more million in this quarter. So it's fast approaching being, um, you know, the best selling console. Insane. Um, it's a ton. We'll see if it happens, man. Can it beat the PlayStation 2? Yeah, and the Wii U, which I think I noted. There's the a Wii. question about this. Not uh, the Wii U. Uh, the Wii, I mean. <laughs> it already uh, beat the Wii U 10 ex- times over. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, Fuck that thing. The Wii sold about 101.64 million units if um, it was via Nintendo JP's site. Yeah. So, uh, so it's not far off of outselling the Wii at this point. I mean, it's a massive console. So starting with the news, does it surprise you at all that PlayStation won't be out before next April? PlayStation it, 5. It doesn't surprise me, but, you know, this is a confirmation of something that we didn't know for sure, right? I feel like uh, I wouldn't have been... Totally shocked had the PS5 coming out in March. We yeah. saw it with the Switch launch, kind of get in there. Not at the time of, you're going to get the boon in holiday sales no matter what, right? Yeah. So why not get out there, have a successful console the entire year, building up to that fall where you can have all the third-party games come out, the Call of Duties, the Assassin's Creed's, the, yeah. the games that you know are just going to sell, but have people already have the install base of having the, the hardware, and then also get that second boost of hardware sales towards the holiday, right? Yeah, we see that sometimes. It's a strategy Nintendo's employed. and um, But we haven't seen the other guys do it in, in yeah. a major way. We've seen in it Japan, with like the Vita and yeah. stuff. We've but. seen staggered releases where Sony hits its fiscal year in Japan first. That was an older tactic. Uh, you would very often, I believe, right? You'd see the PlayStation launch earlier in Japan. It'd be out in the fiscal year, get things moving, mm-hmm. get production going, and then it would hit for holiday over here. Uh, it seems like big worldwide releases are the way to do it now. and. Mm-hmm. Are you leading that you think that it could still be end of 2020? The PS5? Yeah. I feel like it has to be 2020. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was. What you like? I don't, didn't think you said it outright. No, no, no. What I was saying is like, like I, 
before this report, I would not have been shocked if they ended up announcing it was March 2020. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I think there was a slim chance that that would have happened, but I think it was a possibility. It wouldn't have surprised you. Uh, no, I would have been surprised. Because look at the Xbox. Would you be surprised if Xbox comes out March 2020? Totally different story, though. You know, I, They're catching up to 96, 8.8 million. I know? understand. But yeah. coming out later, it's we've seen a lot of the times the guy that comes out later ends up on top. For sure. But, but that's also like... Yes, we've seen it. We've also seen that Sony wasn't worried and now proven they didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It's about the games. You say it all the time. It is about the games, yeah. Um, I mean, you can get a hardware advantage and a lead by coming out with next gen and a good experience and frankly, good games. Third party support though and having them moving. Uh, it's going to be hard to, oh, I'm getting at is Sony. They are a juggernaut right now when it comes to these consoles uh, and are doing very well. I don't think they're showing that they're very worried and they're you know making sure investors know. Like, I think in so many words, you're hearing a lot about next gen. We've said, and now it led us to this report. Uh, just so you know, it's not coming out in this fiscal year. Everybody's excited, but expect a down year and look to the next fiscal year most likely. And they didn't even say that. Remember, they, they didn't officially confirm that it's coming in the next fiscal year. So that doesn't mean that it will be out before March of 2021 even. Mm-hmm. But um, my, my personal feeling is that is it could come as late as 2021. That's the oh, side absolutely. I'm on. No, that's true too. Um, I honestly went into this pretty skeptical but I think there's a strong possibility it would release by the end of next year. I, I would say that if you were to break it down into a pie chart, we got maybe 70% of me would be late 2020, mm-hmm. 15% was early 2020, and 15% is 2021. Yeah, 15%. Those are my nods. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a detailed breakdown. I guess, like, my gut, honestly, I was very skeptical and still am that it's releasing by the end of. Um, next year. So I just, it, hmm. like, I just, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to believe. However, down year, um, it's going to be slow. So then that leads me to the next line of thinking, which actually they kind of have to get it out. Because what. I, see, my thing is, I don't know that they have to get it out. It's, again, it is all about the games. And there's so many games that we still have questions about the big three Ghost of Tsushima, Death yes. Stranding, and uh, Last of Us. Yeah. When are they coming? Are they coming? cross-platform day and date is it are they just playstation 4 games like is there different versions of each game there's so many things we don't know yet yeah. is gaikai are they going to have a cloud system like day yeah. one with playstation so many I'm questions sure will, right yeah. but on top of that with the playstation state of play that they're doing now we know that we we got the big focus on vr titles coming for this year we got spider-man or sorry iron man and uh all the other games that they had we have the smaller VR and PS4 games like Concrete Genie that the the first yeah. party uh, teams are working on. Um, but you got to expect we're going to get one, if not two, if not three more state of plays this year. Yeah. And yeah. they need to announce things. They need to talk about stuff that are, are bigger titles than just the VR things. They're bigger titles that, that they own that aren't third party yeah. crash team racing and things like that. Sure. And they have to have a couple surprises up their sleeves. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure this they year do year and well. for next year. Yeah, but probably nothing as big as, you know, Death Stranding and um, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, probably nothing as we're big We're going to have to hear about Horizon 2 at some point. Yeah. Right? But that that's farther down the line than those, you know, most likely. Yeah, right? but the announcement, though, like, yeah. like getting no, the I'm things with going, you. I think understanding is it PS4 or is it PS5? 
Like there's there's so many things that like they can't just have a quiet year. Oh no, yeah. I and I, I wasn't saying that by the way. I was saying in terms of sales, you know, it really does look like it's gonna be call it more of an Xbox sorry, Xbox Xbox style year. Like only a you know, a couple like okay, uh, you know, not that I'm not excited about some of the stuff coming out this year. But there's like nothing really on the radar that when we were looking for to God of War for years. And I mean, you know, this this is uh hyperbole at this point, but you know, they've released their first first party dud with Days gone. Yeah, and we'll see how well that does, and you know we'll see Just if came they, out they've kind so. of yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's way too early to to completely say that. But yeah. review dud, sales dud. Least, we don't know yet. Yeah, it's like it it does not stand up to any of the other first party titles that we've yeah. seen Sony put out. This level of quality, this like seal of quality that yes. PlayStation's had on their first party titles for this yeah. entire generation, really, but specifically in the last two years. That brings us to, I'm glad you got into it, which is, do you expect in the next day to play, maybe before or after E3, or, but do you expect PlayStation 5 details then? Um, when do you expect it? I, I don't think Sony's going to do the PS... I think the PS5 blowout will be its own event, just like the PS4 The PlayStation experience at the end of the year, which I, they canceled last year. I maybe, mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe a big state of play I, uh, at the end of the year. I, just, that, I, I feel like... I feel like the state of play is not going to be where you do a PS5 reveal. Like that's for games, that's for uh, subscription services, and that's it's those type of announcements. Nintendo I guess. I mean, they only did one, so we can't be sure. Yeah, no, that's true. But I mean, just I, I feel like when they launch the PS5, that is a moment they want to get media, and I'm right. not talking about IGN. Yeah, maybe I'm it's a PlayStation experience. In a room, and I don't think it's PlayStation. Experience. Oh, you don't think it's PlayStation that. experience is getting fans in the rooms, getting IGN in the rooms, getting kind of funny in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like we're going to do an event. In New York or in some big metropolitan area. I see. And we're going to invite the New York Times and sure. the Washington Journal and, just like, and all, everywhere uh, to blow Like out. an Apple style. Event. Exactly. To, yeah. to blow this thing out and show that how important it is. And then in the, in the event, have a state of play as well somewhere around it that talks about the games. Yeah. You know, really, really flex the muscles yeah, that I, they have with their first party lineup. Is that how they'll come out of the woodwork with a big swinging East three style event that's focused on PlayStation. The next one they've done that at 83. Um, so PS4 had its own event in February. Yeah, that's right. And they, is that how it was revealed? Mm-hmm. But they, they announced stuff at E3 ahead of it, didn't they? No, I guess they didn't. They that just, was the we knew first. it was coming, but then that was where we got the big four <laughs> right. reveal. It was like the most hyped right. thing ever. That's right. It was that. But then E3, that's where we got the wall of game after game, right? Wasn't that the one that followed it, that they no. showed more of it? No. I mean, that must well, have been the yeah, I mean, they kept ta- Every E3, they talked about their games, but like it wasn't that impressive. Yeah. The, like the E3 that you're thinking about, Fran, I think was 2015 or maybe 2016. Okay. The one where they revealed God of War. Those when they changed. Change the style of those events, but that's a good yeah. point. They oh, had that was 2016 yeah. was the back yeah. to back to back to back. Yeah, I was trying to remember if they came in any. 2015 was but. Year of Dreams one when we got the Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake and Last Guardian. Uh, yeah. yeah. But but you do make a good point, which is they had an exclusive event. It wasn't with any other things. They did it in their own time, and and actually now that you say it, maybe that is the most likely is within the next fiscal year. February being a great time before the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably have an event. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to buy more into that, that we won't see much of it this year. I think we'll get a few more details. I was going to say I did expect something, not like a major reveal around E3 because there's so much competition. And I expect Xbox to apply a lot of pressure there. But Sony has shown us that they are very wait and see because of their juggernaut status, as I said. So 
yeah, I won't be surprised if we don't hear a ton and if Xbox comes out and they're like, yo, we're, we're, we're giving you a pretty big glimpse into the future. Whether they do it in full or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's going to apply pressure. But Sony could probably afford to just wait and have a few more quotes. Like, all right, we let Mark Cerny out of the woodwork. Well, let's let a few people out of the woodwork to like wet people's appetite, but not show it until so. I, I think the key thing event. that we got to keep in mind, and I, I hate to just keep going back to this point of it's about the games. They don't need to talk about the PlayStation 5 anytime soon because they still have huge games that everyone wants to play. And when I say everyone wants to play, I mean 100 million people can play Sure, right? yeah. on these PlayStation 4s. And there's going to be attach rates that are through the roof for these titles. And that's what they need to push for investors because that makes investors happy. That's make gamers happy. It's, a, it's just a win-win but, for everyone. Yeah, but that, that is the very... I mostly agree with your sentiment. Like, yeah, they got some big stuff. We know about it, but we know about a small handful of what that is. It's not a lot, but we're all excited. But my point is... Sales are down. They're going to be down this year. Hardware sales are going to be down this year. They're telling us, not a great year for investors. So how long can they go quarter to quarter and not get the investors excited about what is to come? Because why, why would I stay on board with you this year, Sony? I mean, obviously, long history. But Three good to reasons. illustrate the point, they do have to keep investors excited. And I don't know that saying... Um, we have these three games and even Ghost of Tsushima, we're not totally clear on. So um, I don't think it's bad, but like we didn't, we haven't heard much, but, but maybe to that point, that's all they need to focus on mm -hmm. is do, we will get a bigger Death Stranding reveal this year, maybe. And that alone is like, oh, awesome. Wow. They won't confirm that it's for the PS5 Speaking yet, of Death Stranding right? though, is there any more Death Stranding news, Fran? That's a great segue, Tim. We have some new details from Kojima himself. This comes way of Rachel Weber over at Games Radar. And uh, basically last night in New York, um, on stage with his Death Stranding star, Norman Reedus, Hideo Kojima threw the audience a few tantalizing scraps of information about Death Stranding, including how all players will be connected, how Redis shapes the hero Sam, and about a secret area of the game where the player can take control of the camera. So interesting, like vague, but still details about the game. And there's been a lot of this over the last year. It'll be a, a you know social media type experience, and there'll be like things going on in the world. Um, so here's what the new quote was about. Uh, Kojima said, it's an open world action game, but it's really something new. There are so many things happening in the real world, in America, in Europe. Everything is actually connected by the internet, but in a way we're not connected in the real world these days. I'm putting that metaphor in the game. The player will have to reconnect the world in the game. You're very alone. There's solitude, but you're trying to connect. The story and the gameplay, the key word is connection. There are so many things in between, of course, but the key is connection, he continued. I also threw in a really new idea. You're connecting the game and everyone is playing it together and you'll be connected. Everyone will be connected together as well. I can't say anything because Sony will be very unhappy. I don't want to be disconnected from Sony. Jesus, Kojima! <laughs> I mean, You're this, so Kojima! <laughs> this is probably translated slightly, but it was... No, his, yeah, I'm no sure it's official. You said yeah. that. You know that's what he meant. You I know, do know he meant to say exactly that. He scripts exactly to the... way. You're right. He's messing around with people saying, like, we're all connected, but are we connected? You're alone, and you will be connected, but I don't want to be disconnected. Oh, my God. What does this mean to you, Tim? This uh, means Metal massively Gear Solid Online two. multiplayer. This is Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> come to fruition of, of what... 
that could look like as a connected multiplayer game that may or may not actually have uh, like cooperative or competitive play. It might be more like asynchronous uh connections going on when greg was in uh sydney a couple years ago when me and him were there for rtx sydney greg did an hour-long panel with uh kojima Mm -hmm. and they were talking about a whole bunch of stuff and he was already talking about this yeah um it was a very weird panel because he was like i don't want to talk anything about metal gear at all yeah and i can't say anything about death stranding (laughs) so greg's like what do you want to talk well, about? What are we going to talk about? <laughs> but he did a good job because he's great. Of but, course. Um, one thing that he did say about Death Stranding was this idea of of like everything being connected by lines and ropes. And yes, yes. Like, like all of these, he said like, ropes, not sticks. Exactly. Uh, it's just like, okay, cool. And with the little bit of gameplay, quote unquote, that we've seen uh, of this game last year at E3, it's... Still hard for me to really rationalize what this all means, but at the same time, it kind of just seems like there's a weird story being told. This is classic Kojima. This is every single word he's saying here is with purpose. Oh, there, yeah. There's something going on, and the story is going to be incomprehensible. Yeah, of course. Um, but, but people that really put the time in investing and trying to understand what he's saying are going to love the hell out of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing with Kojima's quotes. Uh, you can't. You, you can read into them, but if you do sometimes, you're just way off. What he thinks he means sometimes is you come to find out later, you're like, oh, that's what that was about. And so who knows? But this idea of um, reconnecting the world, uh, you know, you're alone in, in this very odd place, but you're trying to find a connection and seemingly, I don't know, I'm reading between the lines, but like, if it, I don't know if you're actually playing in another type of the world in terms of like, because you're, that's what I'm thinking is that in the real world, if you're playing in say Spain, that there's something that gets done within the game because of that, not you're going to go to both Spain and California in the game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So in other words, what would you think connect reconnecting the world would mean? I think he's, the meta is you're in the real world playing this game. That's about this connection in the real world. It's a, dude, so I, <laughs> I don't even want to theorize. It's the type of thing I do. where it's, it's like it's, it's such bullshit. Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite franchises of all time, like throughout the entire thing. Yeah, and that goes to five. When you look at five, I've said this a million times. Five might have the best gameplay of a video game of all time to me. Mm-hmm. I loved the loop and it, everything felt satisfying. I loved how it felt to sneak. I loved how it feel, felt to shoot. The action, yeah, all of it was great. The story was just garbage, and I <laughs> chalked that up to the fuckery going on economy yeah, and maybe all that whole situation and all of that. The game felt incomplete. And because of that, I'm like, all right, that, that, that one was, uh, I'll give you the pass on that. My biggest worry is that that wasn't the only issue going on at the time. And everything I've seen of this seems a little too Metal Gear Solid 2 story-wise compared to Metal Gear Solid 1. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that without having one first. And I'm worried that this is going to be too it's gonna crazy, jump in too far, too, far too ambitious, without having the, the small setup, because MGS1 was still wacky and out there, yeah. but it's simple at the end of the day. You can mm-hmm. turn that into a movie. You can't turn MGS2 into a movie. Right. You, because you, what you're saying is you need some of that character uh, and world establishment. You don't have a solid snake yet, right? No. So how I, are you going to be talking about connecting all this stuff? Like It's a fair point, but at the same time, uh, we you do at least have the history of his previous games, and I think it's safe to say a lot of the people that play it have played previous games, and, and you 
because you know what to expect. It gives you a little bit of a lead. Um, let's read something else that came out of this. Redis, uh, who obviously you probably know from Daryl, from The Walking Dead, also spoke very carefully about how the game was different from others he had seen. Uh, Redis says, it's just a diff- it's a different way of thinking. I have a teenage son. I've played some games where you just kill everybody. It's not like that. There's violent elements to it, but it's just a different thing. Uh, end quote. Redis and Kojima obviously have a lot of respect for each other, and Kojima spoke of the actor, uh, and here's what he had to say. In Death Stranding, I'm going to put a v- to put every aspect of Norman in there. There's a lot of cutscenes, and there's a lot of long cutscenes. <laughs> I just can't not laugh when I hear Kojima say that. Oh, really? There's a lot of long cutscenes, um, and he continued saying, you'll see Norman as Sam in the game and see his acting in the cutscene, and you'll enjoy that. And you'll that, enjoy Jocko. that. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. He's like trying to avoid too much, but here, here's what's more interesting. A little bit of uh, gameplay details. They talk of this like... Before you get into that, yes. I, I, I want to say, like, trying to sum up my point that I'm making is... I'm worried that this game, from things that we've seen so far, it is very Kojima, and that's it. That can either be a compliment or an insult, depending on. Yeah, your tone. I mean, sometimes it's too convoluted, right? And and my worry is it's going to be too convoluted because from what I've seen and what I'm hearing is we know that uh, Kojima loves Hollywood. We know that he loves movies. We know that he loves actors. Yeah, breakfast with reverence. There's a there's a reverence for all of that, and. I'm worried that it's going to lose the video game side, and it's just going to be this is him trying to make his movie uh, in this Sure, format. how much has that influence and now really, with all his access, gotten into the games? And I, I don't want to pull the whole like fake gamer card, but it's like hearing Norman Reedus <laughs> talk here. It's like, bro, this sounds like the type of thing that like an angry mom says. Yeah, to be fair, he, video he, games. he pretty much admits, well, at least at the beginning of this, he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. He's like, this guy's a genius. I don't really play games. This one yeah. looks different than the games I've seen before. It's like, that's an empty ass quote. Of course it is, yeah. But we, we don't have a lot. <laughs> to to go on, but I'm I'm with you. Is like him saying there's violent elements to it means nothing. Um, one because of his perspective, and two because we've seen I mean, the trailers. Granted, he was in a very violent you know series and had did violent things, so there's that perspective. But you know maybe he he hasn't played Mortal Kombat 11 yet. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so there's a little bit of like more like you know classic Kojima type stuff going on he wanted to point out that there's uh, some some cool stuff in the game so one more thing he said one more thing I can't say where but if you go somewhere in the game you won't be controlling uh, Sam you'll just be controlling a camera you'll see Sam and you can move the camera to see around and when you look at him he might do something like a wink at you so you're actually playing as Sam or so you're actually playing as Norman Reedus at, as Sam uh, and in the drama part, Sam will act to hit your emotions. But when you go into this special area, you'll definitely love Norman. You'll be a Norman fan. What so the f- there's like a crossover. Enough. 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 <laughs> He's, I, I mean, I can't figure out what's going on. It seems to be that there's, maybe there's a crossover into the real world is what he's getting at. And, and Some Digimon shit. I, who knows, man? Like you said, sometimes this stuff is just You're too. You're actually playing as Norman Reedus as Sam. This sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was I was paraphr- a couple of those uh, in the quote. It said, "You'll see Sam slash Norman," and you, I thought that was like the you know the writer. Maybe to he be said fair, that like, exactly. Th- if if Kojima was describing Metal Gear Solid Two, it would sound this wacky and dumb as well. Yeah, but then when you experience it, you're like, "Whoa, this is something really fucking special." So there's still the chance that this is that, but. It's a 50-50 chance, because the other side of it is I'll be, you know, Norman Reedus playing as Sam, as Tim, and I'll be like, fuck this game. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to wait. 
It's freaking confusing for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, Kojima wants you to be connected in your lonely lives is what we're taking away from this and what that actually means in the game. We don't know. One thing that Kojima did say is, uh, well, he said before he promised that there would be more to see in a month or so. Uh, maybe PlayStation will have something that's speculation. I want to read a so, couple more choice quotes. Yeah, here. if you want, there's uh, more on... Sokin. It's super collaborative. He would be a great film director as well. You're following his vision and everything is for real. Even I'm sitting here listening to you talk and making the connections and putting together of the game. It comes from such an honest source. He's an honest artist. Uh, and then Kojima says, during the recording sessions, Norman gives a lot of ideas to me. Everyone thinks I'm a perfectionist, but no, I like a lot of things live. I want to really do a collaboration. Yeah, I... <laughs> I thought that quote was Doing funny. this with Hollywood actors, this was the first <laughs> time for me, and it was so stimulating for me. I had a lot of ideas flooding out. I did think that part was funny, is everyone thinks I'm a perfectionist. But no, I like to just do stuff live. Like, okay, we get that you're in the room, like, soaking up this, like, live interaction with these stars. I mean, you make a very good point, Tim, is that we've... I mean, God bless him. Kojima's, he's great. He's creative. He is an artist. He's bizarre. Uh, but when he gets around Hollywood stars and we've seen him in person, he man, he's enamored with Hollywood. Obviously, that's been his inspiration, though. Mm -hmm. But back to your point, I do wonder what happens when he now great is power, in the room. responsibility. You know, yeah, what happens? He has all these people coming to him now recognizing Who watches him. the Watchmen? <laughs> exactly. But uh, I do think, you know, at the end of the day, he knows how much rests on his shoulders. He has a big investment uh, to take care of. I mean, he can't, even though it seems like he can do whatever he wants, like he's got, this is a big deal. A new studio, big investment. End of the PS4's you know. lifespan. Like, yeah. Or beginning of, uh, and beginning For of For all of the negativity that I'm spewing out here, yeah. I do believe that there is a much higher probability this game is amazing than this game is bad. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I'm, I, yeah, definitely. And I think, I think it's going to be refreshing that, he's not a new franchise and to be free of those shackles and like, see what happens when you have more of this creativity. And maybe that's the other side we see is like, Oh man, like now that he has all this power and he has more freedom and he's, you know, has access to all this, that this is where he shines. So maybe we'll see that side of it, but I'm excited to play Death Stranding. I mean, how could you not be? I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a beautiful game. Um, and, and on top of that, like his gameplay mechanics are always interesting, regardless of how it all comes together. You know, there's always mm -hmm. like highs and lows in there. So uh, the fact that he said we might see more in a month or so, you know, maybe that does mean we will see a state of play um, around E3, right? That that's Sony's solution. I mean, they not said, just they totally said that dodge they out. Wouldn't. You know, when they when they ma announced that they weren't going to be at E3, they said that they weren't going to do any events around E3 as well. Um, but what around? What does E3 that mean? Does as? that mean that week? You know, yeah. Where do you draw that? that That's line? the thing is, I don't know. I, I feel the, it, like if they're going to do something, it'd probably be in May or late June. Yeah, but it could be a week later. Yeah, it could be two weeks later. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think, yeah, I go back to that. Maybe they'll do the wait and see thing and. Uh, it's just going to be odd as I think about it. It would be very odd to go to a show and there's just like, what? There's third party PlayStation news. There's nothing from Sony. They're just like, nah, we're done with it. After all these years, nothing. But I mean, I guess that's what they're saying their strategy is. So mm -hmm. we shall see more uh, first party news coming in here. Nintendo Switch Online is nearing 10 million subs it was just over uh 9 million subs 9.8 million accounts so uh revealed in their financial results briefing for the fiscal year ending in march 2019 
Nintendo reported that Nintendo Switch online subscriptions have exceeded 9.8 million accounts, and that excludes the free trial memberships. That's after it went live last September. And so while we know this figure includes family memberships, uh, it's not totally clear what the breakdown of the membership types are. But either way, it's a big number, and thanks to Colin Stevens over at IGN for rounding this up. As it stands, uh, we know Nintendo Switch Online is $4 for a one-month subscription, $8 for three months, or the $20 for the whole year. And then we have the $35 annual family membership, which allows up to eight Nintendo account holders to use the service on different System, So that's how it all breaks down. Uh, Nintendo reported that it had surpassed 8 million subscribers in January. So we mean that, you know, on track, they did almost a few million in the last several months. Um, so it's on track. It'll pass 10 million maybe by the end of the show. Uh, probably not, but uh, I love you get that. the idea. It's do- That's Amazing a big news. number. Dude, it's huge and it's great. And it's like, it's such a, a weird service because you know nintendo and online have never really fit together never really worked the virtual console everyone was upset that you know it's not on switch people are still upset about it because like where are the super nintendo games where are the n64 games all this stuff gamecube potentially um but at the end of the day to me this price is ridiculously cheap especially if you do the family membership i kind of funny yeah we do the family account we have eight that means we pay each about four dollars a year yeah to be able to play all of the nes games that and when it began, there was 20. Now there's a lot more than that. And they just keep adding every month. I wish they added more. Yeah. But it is every time I'm on a plane, I like pop in. I'm like, oh, I haven't played Mario 3 in a while. Why not? Yeah. You know? And once they start adding more Super Nintendo games and all these other classics, like that's going to be a really, really enticing value to people. Yeah. And then don't you need it for Super Smash Brothers? Online. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask is. How much do you think Smash Brothers contributed to the, the I sort of blazing a lot, success? I, I don't know, man. It, it's weird. It's only where, been about a little over six months. Notice that I'm saying that this is a success for the streaming game stuff, not sure. for the. I did. That's why I'm stuff. asking. Yeah, it's like the online stuff is. I'm not that type of gamer. Never I, have been. Probably never will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Nintendo needs to step their game up. Hopefully, Xbox Live when partners with them more to step in and like improve mm-hmm. some shit. Because anytime I've even tried with a game like Smash that I love to play online stuff, it's not been a perfect experience, and it should be. Right, but you do need it. And, you know, it goes back to the old Xbox Live, you know, gold strategy. It's like, dude, if you want to play online, you have to have it. Um, and Nintendo had long delayed this, right? It was a while. They were like, well, it's coming. Nah, it's coming later. Actually, a little later. We're like, what? Do we even need online for Switch? And then finally, okay, you do need online for Switch. But obviously, I think the NES stuff has been very for cool. Dollars. Expanding that. Um, but my personal opinion is that a game like Smash is what has informed so many millions because it's like such a high-selling game. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous, over 10 million copies. And so it it informed everyone, you should probably get it uh, if you want to play online and you're so accustomed to that. So I actually do think it was one of the major contributors, but the value when you see on the backside, to your point, you're like, wait, it's only this much, 20 bucks for the year for a single person? Like that is... When you think about it and you, you're sitting out there and your kids have been telling you, can I get a $60 pass for these other platforms or whatever? Like, you're like, oh yeah, just fine. You want to play that? It's fine. It's a Netflix subscription for some people, the more expensive one. But uh, so who knows exactly what has sold it? Um, do you like Nintendo Switch Online as an offering then, Tim? Like, you're saying, I you, love it. Because again, I pay of the $4 old dollars a year to get the, uh, every, not every NES yeah. game, every NES game they offer. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's growing. So, $4. Yeah. And and at a minimum, like, honestly, it really is great success in a very short amount of time. That's like, just think about that. Software-wise, 
I, I think total units, let's start with that. Total hardware units, what, 35 plus million, yep. I believe. 38 million, I think, is the number I saw. Now you've got games like Mario Kart selling 13 million-ish, mm-hmm. uh, and Smash is up there, and too. And they're all rising. And Nintendo Switch Online has sold as much, almost, as the top-selling games. Mm-hmm. That's what stands out to me, is wow, this is going to be a boon for Nintendo internally and be like, all right, it's working. We're finally there because, you know, they've never had an online service like this that has been this successful. So I'm more excited to see where they take it. Um, And maybe to your point, seeing the types of franchises and offerings, I mean... Uh, I, I, I want to see more Tetris 99s. I right? just want a monthly. No, monthly's asking too much. But I want something that has to do with GameCube games. That's what I want. Anything that Dude. has to do with some GameCube yeah. games as yeah. part of the service. Uh, and I don't know why you would need that necessarily. Oh, I think um, it's going to happen. But eventually. yeah, some, something. Just give me a GameCube club and I'll, I'll be a part of it. I don't even know what it means. But uh, that's, that's a power they have is, mm-hmm. is obviously all their franchises. Give me Donkey Kong 64. Barrett, <laughs> I knew you were going to jump in there with that. That's not a GameCube game, but I still love it's you. better than all those fucking games, though. What's wrong with him, Tim? All right. Everything. That's the big, big stuff today. Uh, I did get uh, Takashi's name wrong. So I do want to, <laughs> that was a terrible stumble. Uh, it's uh, Mochizuki. So apologies to you, sir, over at the Wall Street Journal. Thank you for rounding up that report. But Tim, mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5 is so far away. If I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. All right, out today are about a dozen games, not a baker's dozen. Uh, we have Muero Chronicle Hyper on the Switch. Days Gone, the big one everybody's talking about on the PlayStation 4. Uh, Super Street. Super Street, the game. The game. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said <laughs> Super Switch. Street Fighter, obviously. How can you not say those words together? Another title coming to Switch is Box Boy! Exclamation plus Box Girl! Exclamation on Switch. Ugly Dolls, an imperfect adventure coming to Switch. That movie's getting a game? It don't get no better than this. Do you know what that is? Yo, we're going to be able to play as Pitbull. Let's go. <laughs> the next one I really want to know about and see. I, I have Super Blood Hockey. I'm just in. That sounds fantastic. You probably just like, do you beat God. the crap out of each other? Yeah, Barrett, in the meantime, if you can find it, be great. Super Blood Hockey is coming to Switch today. Dig Dog is coming to Switch. I thought it was a Dig Dug for a second there. Um, Hotel Dracula is on Switch. And Shalnor Legend Sacred Lands on Switch. But this is uh, the Blood Hockey game. Super Blood Hockey. Dude, this looks... It looks pretty rad. No rules. They basically just... (laughs) So regular hockey. They just took like old... Yeah. It's just hockey. (laughs) Old school like hockey game. You know, NES 8-bit style. But they just added a bunch of blood particles... It looked like there was more than four. It's a little players. RPG. Uh, no, that was just selecting. Dude, I love the music. Super eight bit style. Are, who made this? Uh. What? Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a hockey game with a bunch this of blood is a parties. Party mode game. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely a party mode game. All right, I think we stumbled onto something here. Oh my god, that dude was bleeding out. Why are there images of? Was that Kim Jong Un? <laughs> oh no! Was it? No, I mean, I swear, Lauren I think it was. Like I, I saw a North Korea that. selection option, and then whatever the case, there's tons of blood in a hockey game. You shouldn't be surprised. A few more games coming out: our uh, Zeroptian Invasion on Switch, Echo Royale is on PC and Mac, and Happy Words is on P. 
Happy C words. and Mac. So, um, by the way, Tim, what mm -hmm. did we talk about on Gamescast yesterday? A ton that came out today. Days gone. I was just oh yeah, days gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, you really confused. It was me a there. terrible. I was uh, trying to get him to plug. Oh yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we time. did. We did a full review of Days Gone. Did Greg like it? Did Andrea like it? You'll have to watch to find out. Uh, it's live on Patreon now, or tomorrow it'll be, or sorry, Monday it'll be on youtubecom slash games. Exactly. Um, but now it's time for reader mail, friend. Before we get to that. I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brush our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. I do because I use Quip, and I did that this morning. It's a two-minute thing. You just set it. You, you don't even need to set it. You just hit the button, and it starts vibrating, and every 30 seconds, you're supposed to change the quadrant in your mouth. Uh, Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It looks very sexy. This is a true story. Gia had a bunch of her friends over um, a couple days ago. There was about seven people there. And they're all talking. Somehow toothbrushes came into play. And I was like, I need to show you mine. And I actually went and got my quip, it's a brought it out to show it off. And there were literal oohs and ahs at my toothbrush, my limited edition jet black. That's how well designed it is. That is a true is. story. Uh, a built-in two-minute timer that I was talking about is awesome. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. This helps fix all of that. There's a multi-use cover mount to, to, that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. Uh, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars and they also give you a battery for the thing and they also give you the toothpaste so you got everything you need to brush your teeth um, I love it. Greg loves it. Nick loves it. It's kind of all of us. We're all loving it. Uh, Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Just want to say, I didn't use Quip this morning because I was running late uh -huh. and I feel gross. So do you want to feel gross? No, you don't. <laughs> don't, don't be like Barrett, people. Don't be like Barrett. And also shout out to Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now, it won't be thanks to Experian. They launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experience on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time paying... For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works works by giving you credit for the bills you've, you're already... You've already... Bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. That's awesome. Uh, up until now, you've been paying your utility and phone bills and not getting any credit for it. Now you can't. Um, so I know the boost thing's great. My cousin was using it. Yeah. Loving it. So highly recommended. I can't believe it's taken this long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experian Boost can protect, potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. What you got for Yeah, I, honestly, uh, I read this for the first time the other day, and when I, it was the first time I heard it, I was like, this is great. Uh, what I've always told people, of course, is like, make sure you're using your credit cards for yeah. anything. And a lot of people ignore that. They mm -hmm. put it on their debit my, card. My or, cousin Eric I was and, talking about, he I, had a lot of issues, and yeah. this stuff really helped him like speed up the process. And that's, I, I was like actually really impressed by the service. Uh, I haven't used it, but I mean, I was like, this is great, it, because that's how you can develop credit, is you, things you already do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely look into this one. Uh, boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experion.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R. 
com slash kfgames, experian.com slash games. And finally, shout out to Brooklinen. You spend one third of your life in sheets. It's about time for a betting upgrade. Greg loves his Brooklinen sheets. I love my Brooklinen sheets. Uh, we talk about them all the time. I got the sexy blue and white stripe ones. Um, Brooklinen sheets are named the winner of the best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping. And if you don't trust Good Housekeeping, what you doing with your life? Uh, founded in early 2019 by husband and wife Vicky and Rich Fulop. You know, it's a family affair here. Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. Um, I can attest to all of that being true. Brooklinen.com is given an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. I wanna, Thank you, Jim. I want to back up what I said. It's not that I didn't brush my teeth this morning. I just didn't use my quip. Because I have, I have a backup toothbrush sure, here. Sure, Barrett. No, I do. <laughs> just stay over there. Frank, come kiss me. Oh, I love come it. Come kiss me, Frank. Stay it. over there. Also, I don't know what's going on, but Kevin and Nick are so yelling loud. at each They're other They're like there. having the loudest fucking conversation in the they back better not be. Is this a fight or is it? <laughs> no, we're all talking about Avengers. Oh, okay. Don't okay. talk too loud. You know? <laughs> don't. What's up, Andy? Tell him to oh, relax. Oh, jeez. Tim, a little cleanup before we get to reader mail questions. Yes. I want to actually mention that uh, within those fiscal reports for mm-hmm. Nintendo, these were just coming in as the show was starting. Uh, Tetris 99 was played by 2.8 million people as part of Nintendo Switch Online. Again, a very big number. Huge. On, these are online players. It's not, you know, the 50 million mm-hmm. or 25 million of APEC, but that's... That's a big number. On Nintendo's online Yes, system, we, so. we never thought we'd see the day. Am I yeah, right, Tim? No, absolutely. So Another one. I hope, but again, I, said, I was saying this earlier, I hope we get more Tetris 99 surprises. I hope we get more games yeah. that are uh, eShop exclusive with online. You play, and it's a, a new way to play a game that you've known forever, but it entices you and gives a reason for the NSO to exist yeah. that's not just NES games. Yeah. Tim, what if I told you as well? I'm going to throw a fourth news story in real fast. And that Pokemon Sword and Shield are being developed to, quote, emphasize the fun of... I thought you were going to say delayed. What? (laughs) I didn't say the fun of waiting... Because, no, uh, uh, emphasize oh <laughs> the fun of playing Nintendo Switch in handheld mode. So this came way of the financial report. Uh, it was just coming in duh. as well today. <laughs> yeah, it's duh. But we get some quotes on it real fast. And who doesn't love Pokemon news? So as part of the financial results briefing uh, as the fiscal year ending in March 2019, Nintendo said that it was you know designed to highlight the fun of Switch in TV mode. But they added by waving the controller at the TV screen to capture Pokemon. So what it, it went on to clarify in the report that actually Nintendo's designing the games for both longtime fans and relative newcomers saying, we want these games to be played not only by longtime Pokemon fans, but also by consumers whose first encounter with the series was on a dedicated video game platform with the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and um, uh, Let's Go Eevee series, right? So that's a, I mean, that's a pretty big quote because a lot of people talked about the mechanics in that Do you game. know why it's a big quote, friend? Let me tell you Yeah. Why. Okay. <laughs> I've been saying this for years, and it's all coming to fruition. 
Nintendo knows that Pokemon is their cash cow. Oh, yeah. They know that, that it is a system seller. It is a game that sells multiple copies. And what does that mean? That means you need multiple systems if you have a family. That means that they understand that this is a game that you take on the go and that the little brother, the little sister, everyone's going to be wanna, wanting to catch these yeah. pocket monsters. So they obviously, for the first time ever now, are trying to talk about the Switch as a handheld device. For years, the last couple of years, they're like, it's a home console and you can switch and take it on the go. But the 3DS is still a thing. We're right. seeing this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Pokemon game that's going to kill the 3DS. Nintendo is going to stop talking about that in the same way that they haven't for a long time, right? Yep. Because for years, there was the overlap. That's going away. They're going to start talking about the Switch as their dedicated handheld and their dedicated console. And we're going to see that cheaper Switch. And it's going to be focused on being portable. And it's going to sell like fucking hotcakes because everyone's going to buy Pokemon Sword and Shield. And Nintendo's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, so with the, the TV version, they're talking about waving yeah, your controller? Yeah, uh, yeah I wanted Joy to make phones. sure I, I did I read that correctly, which is what they were saying was that Pokemon Let's Go was designed, um, you know, for TV mode and waving your control around, right, to catch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but they say that we want that and longtime fans. So, right, that they're designing uh -huh. it for both. So what I wanted to ask was, do you think that means it's just going to have both options for control, like a classic style as well as like... I don't think it would be too hard for their, no. them to add a casual mode to, yeah. to the Yeah, Pokemon but game. multiple ways to capture the and Pokemon. They're going to do that, because why wouldn't they? That's going to sell multiple Switches. Exactly. Yep. But I think you hit on the biggest point, Tim, which is that... Uh, being a mobile game and killing the 3DS, or which is at the end of its life cycle. And now that I'm thinking about it, we've been reporting a lot on is the um, the smaller, cheaper, or whatever it is version of Switch coming. Maybe this is the launch title. When does this, this is a summer game, right? No, this is a November game. It's November, so Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon's always November. Yeah, Pokemon's okay. always, or October, November, like that yeah. area. Um, but okay, yeah, but maybe they get, regardless, it's all lining up, though, mm -hmm. that now that the 3DS is in the end of its life. So anyway, little Pokemon news to round things out. Let's take a couple of the questions here before we wrap up the show today. Uh, this one came in from Dapper Steven with a PH. <laughs> what did he think I was going to say? Uh, anyway, Dapper Steven with a PH. Maybe that's actually just the whole name. So what he says is with PlayStation selling, you know, this 96.8 million, is it t even time to talk next gen? Uh, so he says, hello, Fran and Tim. With the PlayStation 4 now at this number, it is only 4.83 million away from knocking the Wii out of the top five of best-selling game consoles. This would make Sony have three of the five best-selling consoles of all time. Every PlayStation except Vita listed in the top 10. <laughs> and of course, notes that PSVR is not a console. With the success that Sony has had this generation, is it really time for them to talk about the next gen? I haven't heard any developer complain about this generation not being powerful enough yet. It seems like Xbox is pushing it not because of the tech, but just trying to pull back ahead in the race. Could Sony stay quite a little longer, uh, quite a little longer, or let the console sit and bake for about a year uh, after the next uh, Xbox is released? Do we need this right now, Tim? Uh, I mean, we, yes, we do. Yeah. And, and I think that the reason is because we've been talking about this a lot. I don't think next gen is necessarily just like, oh, be for your consoles. It has a huge focus on cloud gaming, has a huge focus on, you know, pushing games forward in a way that we haven't necessarily experienced them before. And when you look at the, the games lineup that we already have for the PlayStation 4, I do think it's going to bleed into PlayStation 5. Yeah. And um, the bigger the biggest problem with what you're presenting here, Steven, with a PH, is the PlayStation can't wait too long to launch their console after Xbox because then the, there needs to be some sort of parity between third-party titles or else the third parties are going to give up on one side or the other. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be able to release your Assassin's Creed everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't, there's going to be some issues. Look at the Wii U, right? Or the where Switch, you get old, or, or the Switch, yeah. where you get older titles, you get ports, you get down. Yeah, yeah where's Borderlands Three? I mean, maybe we'll and find out. But so that—that's the thing—is I feel like there's a lot of money to be lost if your console is prohibitively powerful. Um, not only will it cost more, but also you're then kind of pricing yourself out of a third-party race. That's too race. powerful, is what you're saying. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, so yeah, they yeah. can't wait too long that the tech goes even big. Yeah, I don't think there'll be that big of a gap. Um, again, we don't know the release date for the next Xbox. The last time we saw that was Dreamcast. And it, it kind yeah. of created a situation where the only one can win. The, yeah. You can't have a next gen and a like half-step gen. For sure. Because either the half-step gen gets ahead way like early on in the race and yeah. succeeds, or the next step is like, nah. You a punk yeah, ass bitch. No, absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, the price points control that too, is that y- you can want to create the, you know, the Jaguar as it were, right? And go crazy and try to create something in- totally crazy, but like a $700 system, nobody's going to buy. So meaning prices of hardware and margins are just going to dictate these consoles will be close together. Mm-hmm. How they edge each other out, we'll find out. I do believe hardware on your TV and 4K uh, or below at 1080p still is the focus still at a place like you know both Xbox and PlayStation, that's what they're saying, and that uh, yeah, we need to talk about this now because it's quiet in terms of game releases, and we talked about it earlier in the show. So there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, I don't think they're going to give away the farm, which is also something we talked about earlier. So, all right, let's take another question. This one will do from uh, we'll start with DJ Brad Chill here. What's good, guys? So now that we're pretty much through the large spring releases with Days Gone. What are your most anticipated games for the rest of the year? I'm hoping we will see a good bit of hard hitters for the fall at E3, but I'm hesitant to get too hyped. I'm pretty excited for the Dark Pictures anthology from Supermassive. Oh my God, yeah. I just That's played be a little sleeper hit. Yeah, I just had played until dawn for the first time, and I really love so the good. cinematic type horror game. It introduced a ton more than uh, survival, like Resident Evil or The Evil Within. Love what y'all do, DJ Bradshaw. So. Yeah, what are you I, I want to I want to do a, a, a deep breakdown of this on Gamescast with all yeah. of us because we last time we did it I feel like a lot of the games we January. were talking about are uh, out are out Resident Evil Two Anthem, Devil Division May Cry Two 5. yeah it's like all that stuff uh, Sekiro everything's out hearts. yeah so we know Borderlands Three so there's <laughs> that's one the next game that I am like you cannot wait for is Crash Team Racing I know that's not yeah. a surprise no, but like, it's it's so soon and man. Pokemon duh yeah Pokemon but like you're not super hyped yet out. Pokemon's a weird thing for me where it's like this game doesn't look like it's doing anything radically different so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm excited yeah. for it but <laughs> yeah, it just, it's another Pokemon we've yeah. had many of them I'm you know that's where um, Mario no, I'm Maker still ex- 2 Mario Maker 2 yeah fuck yeah man Mario Maker 2 uh, I'm actually excited for Control uh, from the you know the Alan Wake folks and all mm-hmm. them I'm um, excited to see how they've they've more quickly developed that one and i just love like their their time power max pain right like the it i'm excited about that one rage 2 is around the corner so i'm not sure about that one but i'm still excited um and then like youngblood huh oh yeah yeah absolutely um and then i was like what is ubisoft's biggest like upcoming right now we don't really know yet we have to wait for e3 for watchdogs but it's watchdogs but honestly frankly you know now i'm involved in the borderlands 3 event but it really is one of the biggest games to be excited about um so look e3 i think is going to have some surprises Mm -hmm. then and it's out this year um so we'll we'll see what that brings oh like whatever's going on with um uh it's like crystal Crystal. dynamics or whatever yeah 
That's yeah. not coming this year. I don't know, man. That could be one of those that, hey, it's ready. Um, we've seen ready. that type of thing happen a lot. So, uh, all right, let's move on. I can tell you, I would bet they want it out this year. They yeah, want to hit they, these That's what I was thinking, Tim. This is the year to bring it out. Yeah. So, but you know. we'll see. We'll, we'll, we they will want, see. They want it to happen. No, 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 I for sure. I'm totally happen. with you. Yeah. I want to know what Blizzard's going to do. Uh, obviously, the, they've been under a lot of pressure. The problem too. with Avengers is they if they don't get it out this year, you got to imagine that some of the Sony stuff is coming early next year, and you want to give that stuff the first party room to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. Third, the fall has been traditional for this generation. The third party is time to shine. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for Diablo 4. That's all I'm saying. So. All right, uh, the total we made that up, like, but it's time for Blizzard to do some too. Anyway, let's take a squad up real fast. This one actually is a squad up to go to the movies. So if you all want to see a movie, you got to got to be local for this one. Uh, but twenty thirty eight Pokemon CEO, and that is at Pokemon CEO on Twitter. Uh, you can hit him up says, I know you may never read this. Not true. But the 2038 Pokemon CEO needs help. Detective Pikachu comes out May 10th. Uh, Their plans fell through and says, I'm searching in the tall grass for someone to see the movie with me. I have gone as far as contacting Ryan Reynolds, (laughs) but he's in Japan. (laughs) Probably with the current Pokemon president. Uh, You know who this is? Yeah. I'm in Mankato, Minnesota. I will drive to your location if you'd like. At the same time, I have a desk looking for signatures if anyone would like to sign at the event. The <laughs> he's true. a CEO or it's is it true. a he? Nicholas, yeah. It is a he. And he physically has a desk that he has people sign. <laughs> it was started with a clock. And then I, I met him in Japan. I love it. He is amazing. Would you recommend go check this movie out with him Absolutely. if you can? Absolutely. Right. There are very few people in this world I'd rather watch this movie <laughs> with than him. Awesome. Okay, well, we got one more very special thing um, before we move on to full You're Wrong. We'll check that in just a second if we want to get that opened up. But I believe this came in the dock by way of Greg. But a special note from the one and only Agent M over at Marvel, Ooh. Ryan Panagos. Um, it says, there was a question about video game comics and talk about our Spider-Man City at War book on the last show I was on on Wednesday with Gary. Um, it's an adaptation, but with so much more. It adds to the world of the game, the story, the characters, and such. Bill Roseman and the team at Marvel Games work really closely with the Marvel Comics crew, so we get a great issue, like number two with Swarm. Uh, I don't know how to do J. Jonah Jameson's voice. Nazi uh, made of bees! Thank you, Barrett. <laughs> that was the note, is do it in that voice. So a Nazi made of bees, number two, is mostly focused on Miles and adds in scenes and dialogue and action that wasn't in the game. Definitely worth a look for fans of the game. So that's an awesome note. Thank you so much for uh, writing in and, and listening and letting us know about that. But there's more from Agent M. And uh, if you want to head over and you're watching live, marvel.com slash redeem. They got a couple codes for you to cash in there. Uh, I believe this is all new news. I double checked the previous show, so hopefully they're not already out the door. But marvel.com slash redeem. There's a few codes for you. Uh, 6B9KZ. BZZZX. TCPY. Q. I love that one of them is a bunch of Z. So I'm going to read those fast again if you're there, and then that's it for the show. 6B9KZ. That was number one. B-Z-Z-Z-X. That was number two. That's a good note, Barrett. That, that, these are three codes. The first time you said it, it sounded like one long code. And the third code is T-C-P-Y-Q. So go check those out. Thank you again to Agent M. 
Tim, it has been a pleasure this week. It's been great. Thank you, you want so much. a couple much. of your wrongs here? Oh, yeah. yeah Why we do don't, I we, always... We don't got too many of them. <laughs> uh, two from Nanobiologist. Uh, Tim said attach rate for PS4 final exclusives will be through the roof, but current attach rate is 8.7% as of December 2017. Speculating that it has decreased lately with more consoles out in the wild, the attach rate is still less than Nintendo Switch attach rate. That is all absolutely correct. What I meant to say mm-hmm. uh, was that... The attach rate is still crazy because of the ratio, right? The Nintendo Switch one-to-one attach rate is, I don't think, will ever be matched when you're seeing some of the things like Zelda and the initial yeah, release sold, where it more, sold more than the than console. The console. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when there's 100 million PlayStations out there and 8.7% of them are buying a $60 game, yeah. there's a lot of money there, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like even the 8% is like that's more than... A it's a huge the, uh, yeah I mean you're talking games. seven eight million units of a yeah, game that's, I mean, that's, that's interesting interesting facts there and then also he says to supplement the Nintendo online conversation people with Twitch Prime uh, use that free month for kind of funny wink yeah. wink also get a free year of Nintendo Switch online this may have boosted numbers since as well since we all know since everyone who has they, Amazon Prime they, has Switch Prime has Nintendo that's Switch true. This, online this came out uh, I forget if it was three weeks ago or it must actually it must have been maybe for April in the beginning but uh I, you know, I don't know if that's going to push that many millions, but you never know. Not that many um, millions, but I'm sure that helped. That adds up. It, oh, it does add up. that cheap. I mean, every little bit adds, but we are, yeah, we already knew that it had, had what was, it wasn't the number like 8 million early in the year. So um, it's doing well on its own, but that yeah. is a very, it really is a very good note. And thanks for offering it up. Was there anything else in there that we missed? That's it, dude. We actually it's time did for okay. us to live our lives. Time for us to go next have a fun week, weekend. Do we want to say who next week's After so, screencast. Uh, Do you have them up, Barrett? They weren't. Um... I updated them. Oh, oh you shit. did. Refresh. Monday, we got Greg and Andrea. Tuesday, we got me and the boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. Yo, what's uh, up? Wednesday, we got me and Widuff with the late show because Fran, Andrea, and Greg are all down in L.A. doing the Borderlands 3 thing. Thursday, we have Fran and Lucy James. Ooh. And then Friday, we have the return of me and Greg. Uh, until next time. It has been a pleasure. See you all next time, best friends. <laughs>